Hello, church. So good to have you join us today for our live stream church service. Here it is on the April the 4th, 2020, and we're having to meet with an empty church. And we all know why that is. And we started a series about two months ago, and it's called What's Next? And simple people might be asking, well, do we still need to go ahead with this series because of what's happening around the world? And I'd say absolutely, because what we're going through with what's next is really about a spiritual journey. And every one of us are on a spiritual journey. And this journey involves us growing and learning and becoming more Christ-like as we um, read the Bible, as we pray, as we um, connect with God in a closer way and allow Him to work through us. And the way we do this is really working through accomplishing our vision as a church, and our vision is to draw our community into a loving relationship with Jesus. And sometimes it can seem a bit clouded. How do we actually fulfill that? And so this year we've come up with a method, and this method is a four-step process that's going to help us to develop our faith in a way that we can fulfill our vision. And these four steps are to know God, to find freedom, to discover our purpose, and to make a difference. These steps are the way that we go through uh, our spiritual journey. These steps are there to help us have a deeper, deeper relationship with God, a, a deeper, uh, more meaningful um, Christian experience. And each of these steps are, are not just a step you take and then you go to the next one and you don't go back. They're, you're always taking steps in each of these four. So when you know God, you don't know him and then stop getting to know him better. You step to know God and every day you keep stepping towards knowing God. And to find freedom, again, that's something that we work on every day. Why? Because we're human beings. We all struggle with our um, sinful nature. We struggle with um, temptation. We struggle with our weaknesses. And finding freedom is connecting with God and letting Him work through us and to overcome to find real freedom. And discovering purpose as well is something that we continue to take those steps um, wherever we are on that, on that spiritual journey. And ultimately, as we take these steps, the final thing is actually to make a difference. And it's only as we take these steps, and there's always another step, that we can really fulfill today's topic, which is make a difference. And I'll explain it this way. It's like a continuum. And so instead of having a step that... You take a step, and then you go to the next step. It's really like a, a continuum. So if this side of the stage, I'm going to walk over here, represents someone that is far from God. Okay, this person could be an atheist, someone that doesn't even acknowledge God exists. And then if I walk down to this side of the stage, this represents someone that's a fully committed follower of Christ who's uh, in a very strong, growing relationship, has a strong faith, and, and really 
you know, the ultimate, I guess, Christian. So those are the two extremes. And this continuum is about us taking a step always a little bit more this direction. So wherever you are on this continuum, there's always another step. And this is how this works. We can always work on our relationship with God because it's all about a relationship. Uh, when God created man on the sixth day of creation, he created man with his bare hands. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became this special creation that God wanted a relationship with, a loving, growing, healthy relationship. And that was beautiful until sin came. In Genesis chapter 3 in the Bible, it tells us how that sin came in, Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and this separated man from God. And everything that's happened since then, and the Bible tells us about this journey, is all about us trying to reconnect with a God that's been separated from us by sin. And so how do we take these steps? Well, I'm going to go through a, a bit of a, a recap of what we've covered so far with these four steps. So first was knowing God. And the very first step as a Christian that we take is actually acknowledging that God is the creator, that God sent his son Jesus to die to pay the price for our sins and us accepting that. And then making a decision to invite Jesus Christ into our hearts and our lives, to ask for his forgiveness, to repent, which means turn away from our old life and turn a new life heading towards God. And that's the very first step. And once we made that step, we continue to take steps to get closer to God. But that first step is so important because when we make a decision for Christ, the Bible says that God saves us then. So it's not about me making more steps this direction that's going to allow me to be saved and go to heaven, allow me to be a born-again Christian. What does that is just simply when I come to Christ, I repent and I accept him, right then the Bible says I'm saved. And then everything I do is because of what he's done for me is so amazing that I just want to trust him and allow him to lead me and work through me. And this is the first and most important thing and to know God. But we don't know God and then forget about him. You're entering again into a relationship. And so it's not about what church you go to. It's not even about what knowledge you have about the Bible. It's, it's about a personal relationship. And as much as it would be nice if I said, if I had my membership in the right church, that suddenly that gives me salvation. But that's not the case. The case is, there's only one thing that gives us salvation, and that is Jesus Christ and entering into a relationship with him. And once we've done that, then he wants to grow in that relationship. And Pastor Lockie covered how we grow, and one of the key ways he outlined was the weekly Sabbath. When God created the world in six days, after he created man on that sixth day, he rested on the seventh day, he blessed it and made it holy. 
So now some 6,000 years later, we still have that seventh day of the week, which is a special day for us to know God, to, to commit to Him, to build on that relationship. And then we covered the topic of finding freedom. And now finding freedom is a very important step because we all are um, chained to the bondage of sin. And the verse we used there was John 10.10, which says that um, Christ came to set us free, that he wants us to live life and live it to the full, to live it more abundantly. And to do that, we need to be free from the many issues that we all face. Because we're human beings and because we're sinful human beings, we all have issues. And God wants to help free us from these issues. But unfortunately... These issues, is more that you solve, the more that seem to come up. And it's our issues that stops us from being the best version of ourselves. And I know I'm a, I'm a long ways from being the best version of myself. But the best thing that I can do is keep trusting God every day to help me, to rely on Him, to let Him to transform me, that then I can be the best I can be through Him the best version of myself. Let God take me on a journey that helps me to deal with these issues. But one thing that we sometimes don't do is that we don't actually allow people to help us. You know, we say, oh, well, God and I will deal with, with our issues. You know, I'll, I'll pray about them. God will help me with my issues. But actually, the Bible tells us that we are to help each other with our issues. And so the main thing that finding freedom is about is us connecting and helping each other uh, and being accountable to each other. And and this can help us work through the many issues that we all face. You know, this year, 2020, it started out and I had great dreams of what my life would look like, what the church would look like. But... As we know, everything has changed in the last few weeks. We live in a a bit of a different world at the moment. And because of that, I need to keep looking to God because He knows what the future holds. We don't. And so the, the longer that I can trust Him and let Him continue to help me have freedom and He can help me to overcome those bad things, the more that I can be a light for Him, that He can work through me. And so the more that we connect with each other and, and, and through our life groups, and if you're not part of a small group, I'd like to encourage you to join a small group. And not just a, a group that reads the Bible, which is important, but a group that's actually sharing your struggles, a group that's praying for each other to help you to overcome, to share our weaknesses. And what you will find is great power and strength comes from that. And it's our goal in 2020 to build more groups. And even at this time, when we can't meet physically, uh, a great way to meet in groups is through Zoom or some other app or um, on, the, on the computer, which we can still connect and pray for each other. So as we continue with this method, the next step is to discover purpose. And a few weeks ago, I shared the purpose of the church. I said earlier that, you know, 
does the church save us? No. But there is a purpose for the church. The Bible tells us clearly right from the beginning in Acts 2, when the church started on the day of Pentecost right through, the church has a purpose. And originally the church met in homes. And um, eventually it built and churches were planted and people came together. And the Bible describes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as, as the church being like a body. And that each person is a different part of that body. And that's um, important for us to come to church that we can be the body of Christ. And when I shared about the church, the Seventh-day Adventist church, that we have a special message, how God raised this church up to deliver the three angels' messages we find in Revelation 14. And beginning in verse 6, you have this great message of this first angel that says that we are to deliver the everlasting gospel. And that's what God's called us to do. To call, called us, the second angel tells us to, to come out of Babylon, to, to, to stop with the confusion of the world and to, to turn to God. And the third angel really comes in and, and confronts us that we need to make a choice. And it's about loyalty. It's about us making a choice between um, God and, and man. Are we going to follow what man says or are we going to follow God and his word? And so this is a very important step. And then um, last week, Lockie shared with us, make a difference, that we are all special, that God's given us talents and gifts, and he's given us passions, and that we are to use these for serving him. And he also went into how the danger that comes from comparison and as soon as we stop comparing ourselves to other people and, and realize who we are in Christ, then God can really work through us. So, this brings us to the final step of our four steps, make a difference. And make a difference is really connected to this discovering purpose, because as soon as we discover purpose, we're like a, a bird flying or a fish swimming, we, we suddenly are, are able to do what God's designed us to do. And we all have a, a place where God wants us to serve. And unfortunately, we're all a bit lazy sometimes. You know, I'll confess, I'm lazy. I've got a, a chair at home, and um, many of you might be able to relate to this. It's my recliner chair, and I can get in that recliner chair, and I've got a couple of remotes there. I've got satellite television. I've got um, Netflix. I've got free-to-air TV, all there at the push of a button. You know, I've got a drink holder there. I can have a drink. I can bring in my food, and I can just sit there and, and just be happy as can be. But what I want to do is encourage us all to get out of our lazy comfort zone. Now, there's nothing wrong with relaxing sometimes. Don't get me wrong. You know, we all need a bit of time just to kick back and put our legs up. But God's called us not to be sitting back in the recliner. He's called us to get out and do something, to serve him, to follow the example of Jesus. And when Jesus was on this earth, he went about serving other people. And that's what he's called us to do. We need to get out of the chair, get out of our comfort zone, a few weeks ago, I shared the story about how when a person 
stops at the red light and they're looking down or maybe looking at their phones or something, you know, and the light changes, you know, it doesn't take long until someone behind them beeps them, hey, get moving, you know, the light's green. And so the message I want to send you is, is it's time to move. I want to say beep, you know, it's time to move. The light is green. It's more green than ever because we know from what's happening around the world that Jesus is coming soon. And we've got a, a message of hope to deliver. So let's wake up. Let's give um, a push to other people to wake up and to encourage them to also serve others. You know, Jesus himself gave a little bit of a push, and we find this in Luke chapter 9. And here we have the story of them saying, well, well, Jesus, we'll follow you. We'll do whatever you ask. And so when Jesus said for them to follow him, they had excuses. You know, one man says, oh, I've got to go bury my father first. Another one says, oh, you know, I've got work to do. And, and it seems quite harsh what Jesus did. You know, it wasn't just a beep, beep. It's like Jesus just laid on the horn. Hey, you need to move. Stop making excuses. And the point is, We've got to put God first. He says, hey, you know, he doesn't want us to neglect things, but we, we can always have excuses. And we've got to stop making excuses, and we've got to get off our lazy chairs and start, start serving the Lord and start spreading the good, good news of the everlasting gospel. It was interesting this week with our current situation, Anastasia Palaszczuk, our leader here in Queensland, said this. She said, this is your chance to make a difference. And she was call, calling people to be a care army, to come and to help at this time of crisis, to help some of our older people who, who need food bought for them or whatever they can do. And I thought, what a great call, because this is what I want to challenge you to do. I want you to make a difference. This is your chance to make a difference. As a church, we want to be here to help you to serve. Our goal is to equip this church and to uh, help us to come together as the body of Christ and serve. But at the moment, you know, it's a bit hard. There's no guest services team to serve on. There's no worship team to serve on. You know, there's no meetings at church at all. So what does making a difference look like here in 2020? Well, during the corona crisis... What might we do to serve? Well, it could be talking to our neighbors, seeing where their needs are. It could be getting on the phone and calling someone and just helping them. There's a lot of people that are isolated and that um, would love to have a chat and a prayer on the phone. You know, learn how to use Zoom to run some of your small group meetings. Uh, do some shopping or uh, whatever people need. They might need some work done in the yard. Let's make a difference, even at this time when we're not meeting as a church and we're spread all over the place, we can still make a difference. And my big idea, my big point that I want to finish with today is that when we make a difference, it can only happen as we allow God to work in us and through us. Unfortunately, as human beings, there's, a, there's a, a battle that goes on. It reminds me of some cartoons that I saw when I, uh, when I was a kid. And you'd have a, a little character, a little devil with a pitchfork, and he, he would be you know, saying, do this, and there would be an angel on the other side saying, do this. 
you know, but there's a lot of truth to that in a way because there are two forces that are out there. And unfortunately, we are so uh, easily persuaded and convinced to go along with what some translations calls the flesh, others calls the sinful nature, but this is kind of what comes natural to us. And this is what God wants to set us free from. He wants to set us free from following our sinful nature. And he says he wants us to live by the Spirit. Now, living by the Spirit is what's going to make a difference. And I want to encourage you to allow God's Spirit to work through you and that uh, you allow Him to come in and help you to overcome the things that are holding you back. You know, all of us have some sort of addictions. You know, you think of addictions and a lot of people think, you know, you're addicted to drugs or alcohol or something that seems pretty drastic. But you, you might just be addicted to gossip or you might be addicted to your phones or addicted to your computers or addicted to certain foods. You know, I'd say my addiction sweets, you know, sugar. Man, I have a hard time staying away from sweets. Whatever your addiction is, you might be addicted to swearing or you might be addicted to lust Whatever that bad habit is that's holding you back, I want to encourage you to be controlled by the Spirit, to turn away from the, the flesh, the sinful nature. The Bible describes this quite clearly in a couple of places. In Romans chapter 8, it describes these two forces, the sinful nature and the flesh, sorry, the flesh and the sinful nature and the Spirit. And that, that this is always a battle. And in, uh, again, in Galatians 5, it talks about these two things. And some of the things here in Galatians 5, I might just read from it. In Galatians 5, in verse 19, it says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And it talks about sexual immorality, lustful pleasures, hostility, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, uh, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. You know, th these are things that um, control us if we are following our sinful nature. But the scripture goes on and it says, well, if we allow the Spirit to work in us and through us, then our lives will not be controlled by those sinful things. It will be controlled and, and will, will produce what's called the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is how we can make a difference. This is the only way we can make a difference for God is allow His Spirit to work through us. If we're allowing our, our, our pride, our selfishness, um, sin, you know, the middle letter in sin is I. That's the root of sin. We've got to turn away from selfishness, and we've got to look to others, and we've got to allow God's Spirit to produce that good um, fruit in our lives. And the verse that, you, know, this, you see this right through Scripture. We find it in many places. But Hebrews 13.21 says it this way. He says, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. God wants to work in you. He wants his will to be done. And this 
It can only happen as we submit and surrender to Him daily. And I want to encourage you, you know, we're all having a lot more time at home. Now's a time to connect with your family, to come together and pray together, to read some scripture together, to connect with God, to help to know God better as a family. You know, let's stop trying to run our own kingdom and let's let God control our lives. Let's turn our lives to God and let Him be the King of you. Let me pray with you as we all have this battle going on and that God will strengthen us and that we will allow Him to work in us and produce that wonderful good fruit. Let me pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for loving us. We thank you that you know us and you desire for us to know you. May we continue day by day to take those steps towards knowing you more. And Lord, by doing that, help us to discover real freedom that we can overcome those issues that are holding us back from really uh, going forward in our relationship with you and serving you and loving you and loving others. And Lord, help us too to continue to discover the purpose that you put us on this planet. We're not here by accident. Every one of us is special. You've got a job for us to do. And I pray that we can discover that purpose and that you can allow us to be used by you as we let your Spirit work through us. And Lord, by doing that, may we be able to make a difference, may be able to share hope and good news at a time that this world needs it so much. So Lord, protect us, keep us safe, but most of all, Lord, may we keep looking to you each day until you come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.